Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here, joining you with another incredible guest, Dr. Paul Allen, joining us today to talk about HolyReads.com. And so the title of this episode today is called The Key Insights from Best-Selling Christian Books. And I think that this application is an incredible thing because there's such amazing content out there at the tip of our fingers, but do we have time to consume all of this knowledge, all of these things that are being produced? And so I think this is where holyreads.com comes in and solves this problem for us. And so such a pleasure to have you here today. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. And so, Alan, we always allow our guests to share a little bit about their personal life. And so just tell us about your faith. Why are you a Christian today? Well, um, my father came to faith when I was uh, an infant, and he was uh, soon after called into ministry. So I grew up in a, in a home where Christ was the center, where church was very important, uh, and where preaching was really a focal point. So from my youngest memories, I've always been interested in preaching and teaching the Word of God. It was something that drove me throughout my childhood and even into uh, my adult years. So it was kind of a consistent theme. My dad's still a pastor today, and I've been involved in church plants uh, and other ministries pretty much consistently from, from childhood. My faith really began to be challenged seriously after I uh, graduated from college. I went to a Bible college that was uh, very conservative. And... After Bible college, I went to seminary to some places that were pretty conservative still, but it opened the doors a little bit. I went to Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. It's a very well-known seminary in the U.S. Uh, so I went there, and I uh, began to be exposed to a lot of other thoughts and a lot of other kind of writings and thinkings. And it really stretched me, and it forced me, having come from a, a very conservative background, stretched me to think about my faith in new ways. And that presented some incredible challenges. But what that ended up doing for me is forcing me to dig in more deeply to the history of Christian theology, to the history of Christian scholarship, to figure out what believers have been teaching and holding to for 2,000 years, the Bible, but also the history of interpretation of the Bible. So that sort of fueled my passion for, for my Christianity. So my spiritual walk has always been really tied up with learning, with the passion for learning more, for um, great Christian books, great Christian writers who could lead me deep, more deeply into the faith, something that I just always had this insatiable appetite for. So after I finished my um, education at Gordon-Conwell, I really wanted to teach for a while, and I had been involved in a, a Russian-Ukrainian uh, church, Church of Immigrants in the U.S. here. Mm -hmm. They helped send me over to Ukraine, and from 2005 to 2008, I served in Ukraine and I was able to help in church plants, uh, do evangelism there. I taught in some seminaries and Bible colleges while I was there. Uh, in That's fact, amazing. one of the places that I taught 
was in Irpin. It's outside of Kiev, and it's actually one of the places that the Russians recently leveled when they came through. It was one of the. It was on the suburbs of Kiev, and they they totally destroyed that. Not only the mm-hmm. seminary, but the whole town where I was. So the war in Ukraine, as it's been unfolding, has been a very personal moment for me because I've been in a lot of the cities that are that are been bombed, and I wow. know some of those locations. I've lived there or visited there. And of course, still have a lot of friends there who kind of tell me about the situation they've been through. So I spent three years in Ukraine learning Russian because that was the sort of the lingua franca of the capital when I lived there and uh, teaching. And I really didn't feel like I was uh, at the end of my own education, that I needed to develop myself more. So I ended up coming back to the United States and doing um, doing a Ph.D. in Hebrew Bible and Near Eastern Studies at Yale University. And I was there for multiple years. It was like a seven or eight year program to get through that. So it took me a long time when I was at Yale to master all of the biblical languages. And then you have a lot of Near Eastern languages. So I had a chance to study, for instance, ancient Egyptian writing. Uh, My dissertation was on Babylonian religion around the time of the, the prophet Daniel. So I focused on the Babylonian religion around that time. And learned a ton, just was a wonderful experience getting exposed to so many different, just brilliant people. Like every classroom you go to, there's scholars in there who are top in their field. But unfortunately, not all of them are believers. And so- Isn't that uh, crazy? Wow. It is. It really is. What I found is a lot of them actually started out as believers when they were younger. And over time, they gradually or sometimes suddenly lost their faith, but continued to pursue theological teaching. So they are now teaching people who are interested in ministry how to study the Bible, but their their entire orientation is non-Christian. But it was really during that time that I was soaking up a lot of academic literature in biblical studies in English, French, and German, and I would say the minority of it was written by believers, but we had to soak in a lot of that. So it was a great experience in some ways. In other ways, it it pushed me to come back and lean hard on the history of, of Christian philosophy, Christian theology, apologetics, like how have believers been interacting with the kind of unbelief that I'm facing today? Mm -hmm. And so I ended up going back to people like Dostoevsky and Kierkegaard and Augustine and other great Christian thinkers and and modern ones as well, just to help me uh, deal with all that I was learning and sort of figure out what I really believed. So it was after I completed my PhD and was uh, just a f- actually a few months afterwards that um, the opportunity to work on uh, Holy Reads came along. So I transitioned from teaching Hebrew at Yale University for four years to moving into this this app, some uh, kind of book summary app that works on exclusively Christian literature. I mean, I can't imagine all the knowledge that you learned, all the books that you read, all the things that you were learning during that time. I, this is hard to say, I'm sure, but what's your favorite thing that you learned during this time of your life, just studying, studying, studying. Yeah, I think I think part of it is uh, the nature, sort of the fabric of Scripture, the human divine fabric. So when you touch Scripture, there's, there's an obvious divinity to it. Calvin uh, talks about the divine marks on Scripture and how it's evident to anyone who reads it. But there's also quite definitely, and Christian interpreters have always espoused this, there's definitely a kind of a human flavor to scripture. So you see a cultural, there's a cultural flavor. For instance, if you look in, if you look at the ancient Near East and you study the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, and you put it within its context, uh, you begin to see like the unique cultural perspective of Israel and how different that perspective is from our perspective today. 
So one of the things that I that really helped me, and I think it's essential for Christians, is to begin to realize the difference between Scripture and our own modern culture. And then once you've done that, then you can come back and appreciate the eternal message of Scripture. And so that's one of the most profound things that I think most people who go through scholarly education in 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 seminary or further on, they end up realizing that there's this is from another culture, it's from another time, and we've got to put it in that place and then hear them speak to us the words of God, uh, which is definitely there. I mean, it's a divine it's a divine book, but it's also a very human book. Um, yeah. So that's one of the things that I picked up on. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for sharing that. When we when we stop recording here, I have some personal questions for you. I gotta gotta find okay. out what you think about it. So yeah, and and I'll me. I'll say this too. I'll say this yeah. too. Um, the evidence is all there, mm-hmm. and I would say a huge number of the people that I went through education with, a, a large number of them left the faith, and they were looking at so the exact same facts that I was. And so one of the things that was emphasized is it's very important to be involved in ministry if you want to keep your faith. Be involved in ministry where where the Bible touches real life. Because that's where you see the power of the Bible. It's it's in families. It's in Christians. It's when it touches real practical life that it changes people, and you see its power. And that's something that a lot of people, unfortunately, when they get wrapped up in academia, it pulls them away from that, and they end up leaving the faith as a result. The testimonies are what keep us going. The testimonies. Wow. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. The Preacher, The Prophecy, and The Fire is a new concept album written by Simon Hoover. This album was inspired by the fire of Ulysses, Norway, in 1904, a supernatural modern-day event that displays that Jesus is alive and is performing miracles through His servants in our lifetime. It is a story about the gospel, persecution, angelic visitations, God's protection, and revival. Listen to the album by searching The Preacher, The Prophecy, and The Fire on YouTube today. Are you looking for a podcast that you can tune into, grab a cup of tea, and just relax listening to godly-inspired truths that edify your life? Then As I Grow Up by Carla Silver has the podcast for you. Through her podcast, she discusses what she has learned in her walk with Christ and takes you on her journey as she learns more. Find more information by searching As I Grow Up on all streaming platforms. So you said that Holy Reads is a a book summary application. So tell us a little bit more. What is Holy Reads? What do we see when we join this website, holyreads.com? Well, Holy Reads provides 20-minute summaries of best-selling spiritual Christian books and spiritual classics. And they, they are in audio, video, and written format. So you can get the text, um, you can listen to it on an audiobook, or you can actually watch an animated video uh, of the summary as well. So you've got three different formats. Uh, and we've got our collection is all Christian. So this is one of the things that sort of makes us unique, but it's a Christian book summary service, book summary ministries, the way we view it. So that's sort of what sort of the heart and the core of what we do. So one of the things that that we've really emphasizes is we're not just doing book summaries, but we're doing book summaries by people who are born again Christians or people that we feel like are holding to the the gospel in in the generally accepted sense that evangelicals would would agree with. Uh, mm-hmm. But also all of our summaries are written by people who are believers. Almost all of them have at least a master's degree and quite a few of them have PhDs. And then all of our summaries, once they're written, 
uh, I and another editor who also has a PhD, he's the dean of a seminary, uh, we go in and we analyze the the summaries for for the content and and their style. So we want the style to be to be easy to read, something people can get the main point without all the jargon. And also mm-hmm. we uh, we want it to be accurate and faithful to the book. So that the main ideas of the book are accurately and appropriately uh, expressed in the summary. So we're looking for that to make sure. So all of our summaries are fact checked by people with PhDs in religious studies who can make sure, okay, this is what the book is saying. And these books are teaching something that would be acceptable within Orthodox uh, evangelicalism today. So that's incredible because kind of block out heresy. When you first were saying this, I thought it was something that maybe the authors submit their book in a summary format or something, but it's you guys. You guys take the book, do right. it in the, the summary format, and then have it checked. Right. Wow. So that's what we do. Um, and the, the writers that we have are amazing. They're very gifted. Uh, we have a, a very rigorous process to becoming a writer with us. Uh, and like I said, we have some really wonderful talent they're writing on our behalf. In highly so educated sort of, individuals as well, it sounds like. Right, right. They're very talented. And a lot of them come in, like one of our writers uh, has a PhD. He's a former dean uh, uh, at a seminary, and he still teaches D-men classes on preaching. Well, we have him writing summaries of books about preaching uh, because he's very good at it. And his PhD is in theology, so he does theology. We've got other people that come in and their background is in psychology and counseling. And so we'll say, hey, why don't you do a summary here? And here's some books on psychology and counseling uh, from a biblical perspective. Or we'll have, we had a Wesleyan scholar, uh, very talented from a great school. And this Wesleyan scholar was writing summaries on Wesleyan traditions, like books by Wesley and, and other sort of Methodist uh, teaching. So we, we really try to get great experts to write them. And then we have other experts come in that, that, Sec- they look through it again, and then we have a third step where another editor comes in and looks through it. So it's it's very rigorous. Wow. It's it's amazing. You guys are doing every step that needs to be done to make sure that what we're receiving is authentic, is appropriate, right. is hitting the mark. You know of everything that's being produced. That's amazing. Right. That's amazing. And we want people to know they can trust us. Like as Christians, they can trust us, and also as scholars, they can trust us. Like the work is going to be faithful to the Bible faithful to uh, what we believe as Christians, what Christians have believed historically, and also like faithful to the individual books and the authors. We want we want to do them service. We want the authors to come away and think, that's that's what I was trying to say. So that's very important to us that we get their heart and, and mind about it. Yeah. Thanks for sharing a little bit more about what it is. So now let's talk a little bit more about why this was started. So you guys are kind of in an untapped market, summaries of Christian books. Exactly. You know, so, so what, how did this start? Let's just start there. Well, the owner, uh, back around the end of 2018, the owner was really searching. He he's was looking for a new type of ministry that he could get involved in, something where he could pioneer something new. And he said that he was washing his face in the bathroom one morning, and I think it was around New Year's. And he said the Lord spoke to him and said, basically, he said, you know, I want you to start something that will provide summaries of Christian books. And the owner was said he was kind of shocked because he hadn't really been thinking about doing anything like that before. He said that he uses a one a secular a book summary company, an app that he uses for leadership, for business, and for things like that. And he said it was extremely helpful for him to use those. And those are very popular in the business world uh, for people, again, for like business, self-help, and, and things like leadership and things like that. 
So he said um, from that, the Lord planted that seed in his heart and he began to research how he could do this. He began to look around to see what was being done and he could find nothing. Um, now, there are a few book summary services from a Christian perspective, but they typically are very limited in scope. That is what they're trying to do is give something specifically to pastors from a particular denomination or a particular, mm -hmm. a very narrow kind of specific sort of theological orientation. So I've looked at some of those, uh, some of those, I would call them brother ministries, sister ministries. But what we're trying to do is a bit different in a couple of ways. Now, well, number one, we're cheaper than, than those uh, other services, the Christian ones. We're also, we have a much broader spectrum of books. So we're not just simply doing something for pastors. We have books like that, but we're trying to do books across a whole spectrum. And we can talk about the categories. We have 23 categories from uh, systematic wow. theology, church history, all the way down to books for teens, things on marriage and parenting and, and everything in between. Uh, but we also have features that are unique to, to what we're doing. So uh, we have written summaries, but what sets us apart from other Christian services like this is we have audiobooks. So our audiobooks are very high quality. Uh, I'm a big believer in audiobooks. I, I use them. I don't know if you do or not. It's how mm -hmm. I really make up a lot of time when I'm driving or doing something. I'll yeah. take my dog for a walk and I'll listen to Augustine's Confessions. So uh, I learn a lot like that. But none of the Christian alternatives to us have any kind of uh, audiobook. A sort of service built into the book summaries. So these are, and these are very high quality voice actors. Like these are not just, you know, somebody in their, in their closet trying to record something. These are studio produced, very high quality. We have a range of voices so that it doesn't come across as monotonous. And then we also have animated videos for every summary. Now this really sets us apart because you even the industry hard, man. Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. The industry uh, sort of standard for this, the secular companies that are doing this don't have videos. I think just recently, one of them started trying to launch video summaries, but the big, so I would say the big dogs in the industry secularly, uh, they don't even have videos. So what this means is you can, and these are usually shorter. The written summaries uh, take about 20 minutes to read, maybe less. And then the audiobooks are about the same. The videos are animated, but there's a lot of movement. There's text on the screen. They last about a minute and a half or two minutes. And they're great for people who don't want to read, uh, kids, uh, or if you're just bored, you start scrolling through. Hey, I want to know them. I want to know the main ideas of the five love languages. I forgot what those are. You click mm -hmm. on that, and in a minute and a half, you've got an animated review. And you know, when you see things visually, it often locks locks it in in a way that you can remember it. So we think that's a very important feature of what we're doing. And we've also got right now our collection is bigger than any Christian alternative. We have we've done over a thousand summaries so far. Uh, we have I that's think exciting. close to eight hundred available on the app right now. We're hoping in the near future we can begin to add more than one per day. And this is going to be ongoing. So if you if you go look at our collection, you're like, hey, there's you know close to eight hundred summaries here. Uh, if you come back in a few months, it'll be another hundred. So we we're gonna keep pumping these things out. We there's so many great books out there, Dallas, and you probably are reading being written books, every sure you... single day as well and being released every and, day yeah. too. And you can't keep up. And I think if I could get to that, that's one of the things that I want to get to is kind of an idea of what we're trying to do with a book summary app like this. Like what's its what's its goal? And and there's actually several different effects that it has. But uh the goal is not to keep people from reading or to keep people from buying the books. Because actually, um, 
publishers and authors have noticed that when their books get summarized on these um, on these book summary apps, their sales spike. And so even in the secular world, uh, authors and publishers are contacting the book summary apps and saying, would you please summarize my book on your app? And we want that kind of relationship with authors. In fact, we really just went live around Christmas of last year. So 2022 around Christmas, and we're already getting requests from authors saying, could you please summarize my book? Uh, so we've, we're developing a line here of authors who are saying, Hey, my, my book's not on there. Why is it not on there? So we believe this That's is going to actually increase, increase sales of books. Uh, and I can sell, I tell you this just from my own uh, perspective. My mom, uh, my grandfather died a few months ago. My mom who uses the app went on and she saw this, uh, summary of a book on heaven by randy alcorn it's a great book by the way it's a massive book it's huge um has lots and lots of content and my mom listened to the uh to the summary and she was like that's amazing i want to buy the book so she went and bought two copies gave one to her brother and one to herself because it it it, it really triggers a lot of um it, a lot of interest and curiosity in this book that she would never have read before and I can say that's true. Even our, our writers, uh, when they do summaries of a book, they'll be like, I want to buy that book and they'll go buy it. And it's happened to me it's where I, I listen to a summary and I'm like, that's amazing. I want that book. So we think it's going to increase sales of books. Uh, one of the things, though, that 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 you and I both know is that there's no way to keep up with all the publishing. And so you you can't get all the information in. you can't keep up with what's being published. And often you don't even know where to start. And so what we're what we're giving people is a place to start. We're like, okay, it's kind of like when you go into a grocery store and they give you a sample of this sausage and a sample of that cheese. They do it so you'll buy the stuff, but they also do it so you understand, okay, experience this for a moment. So we're really, what we're giving is 20 minutes for you to experience a book, to get its main ideas, to get it, get it boiled down. Here's the thesis. Here's the main point. Here's what you need to know. And a lot of folks come away thinking, that's great. And now I know I, that's book's going to be on my reading list. Um, it also, mm -hmm. if you can think of it this way, let's just say you're a Christian parent and you you feel like you need to improve as a parent, which I mean, every parent I know feels that way. And so let's say there's you, you go to Amazon, you type in Christian parenting books. Well, you're going to pull up scores of books and sometimes you don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. And what we all end up doing is we sort of read the comments on Amazon and the reviews and some people really love it, but they don't tell you exactly what it's about, or maybe they didn't understand the book very well. Um, so what we do is we allow you for 20 minutes to get a sample of that book. Or if you want the video summary in two minutes, you get the main ideas of that book. And then you can do that for 10 Christ par Christian parenting books. You can do that in five days on your commute, 20 minutes into work, 20 minutes home. You've covered 10 books in a week. And let me tell you, it's life changing. It changes now, I'm going to be everything. honest with you, Dallas. It everything. I'm going to be honest with you, Dallas. When I first started this, my background was in academia, right? In the highest echelons of the of academia and, and and university training, and people get kind of uppity in those in those halls. Um, you you get very scholarly and you sort of self aware of that. And when I first started, I thought, I don't know if this is really going to make a difference in my life. Um, but I'll do that because I knew the owner and he really wanted me to work and, and it looked like a great opportunity. I'll, I'll say, I'll give it a shot, see what's going on. It, it wasn't long before I began to be deeply impacted on a spiritual level by these books that I would never have read mom bloggers, books on parenting, books on relationships, 
uh, stuff on emotional life. Like I would never have read that. And when I began to read these books, I thought, my gosh, like I'm so tunnel vision when I read. And, and so I began to broaden out my perspective of like what I need to know. So one of the big impacts to go back to my illustration is on the parenting books for me, books like Grace-Based Discipline. And the whole point of that book is to show you how do you discipline a child based on the grace of the gospel? That's... Well, frankly, that's something most Christian parents never think of. Or wow. shepherding a child's heart. What most parents are really just trying to get Johnny not to spill Kool-Aid on the carpet and not to run in church, right? Yeah. So yeah. we're not very good as Christians. We're not very, we're just living day to day and we're just pragmatically thinking, how can I get my kid to act better? And these books are amazing resources to teach you how to pastor your children, how to bring them to Jesus when you discipline them for being selfish with their sister, right? So uh, I can tell you, you can, it, I want you to, I want, we want people to buy the books, but if you just used the app, you would be a changed parent, a changed husband or wife, a changed church member. Uh, we've got amazing books on how to be a better church member. Well, church members never read those books. So you can, you can feel, I hope you can feel my passion. For this. Yeah. It's, it's I a life changing. It. It's, it's, it's creeping a life to me changing. Too. I app. feel it too. Yeah. Like, man, I got to sign up right now. If it's kind of like, if I know you've probably seen the movie, The Matrix, but there, there's, there's a point, I think it's in the first Matrix movie where they plug, they plug a, a tube into the back of the hero's head. And in just a few minutes, he learns Kung Fu and he pull, it's almost like this rush where he, now he said, now I know Kung Fu in just a few minutes. They just plug all the information right into his brain. We're not quite like that, but, but we're a little bit like that. Holy Reads can do that for your Christian walk in ways that would really blow your mind if you just tried it. I wish I could put everybody on it for three months and say, just do four books a week, five books a week, and come back in three months. And let's see if, you've, if, you've, if you're deeper, a deeper Christian, more thoughtful Christian, if it hasn't opened rooms in your life that you never entered before, things that you thought, I'll never be interested in that book, and you go through it, you're like, that's life-changing. So there are lots of things like that. And that's our passion. And our passion is this is not a business primarily. This is a ministry. We want to work with authors. We want to work with churches. We want to work with individual Christians to expand their growth. I mean, one of our mottos is a new and improved you is just 20 minutes away. And I know it sounds cheesy, but it is true. It is 100% true. A new and improved you is really just 20 minutes away. If you get the right summary, if it's a book that can hit you and change you, and most of the books, frankly, that we have can do that. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the the pricing and the planning. The pricing, we've we really have worked to make this affordable for families. And so if you sign up for that for the yearly plan, it comes out to be less than seven dollars per month for a yearly plan. If you sign it up, and is that uh, for like got, one, one sign in or for like a family you're saying? Well, you can use it on multiple devices. So yes, one person can use it and, and a family could use it. Uh, one person could, you could have one account that multiple people can use, uh, mm -hmm. multiple people in the family could use on different devices. So uh, there is a limit on how many you could be signed into at one time. I don't remember exactly how many that is, but you know how that, that kind of thing works, mm -hmm. but the price is very affordable. If you sign up month by month, it's a little bit more. It's still less than $10 a month. It's nine something. If you just do month by month, if you do a six months, it comes out to like $8 a month. And again, if you sign up for the yearly plan, you're coming out in $6 and some change 
uh, per month, which I can't, I can't go to Starbucks without spending that. Uh, and it, like I said, yeah. this, this, yeah. as far as the price, we're, we're cheaper than, than parallel companies who don't have audio and video or the, the number of books that we have. So we're very, I think it's, it should be obvious to anyone who like looks at our features, looks at the prices to realize, gosh, these guys are not trying to rip me off They're We're doing it as cheap as we can to try to make it affordable for people. And I know the owner, we've had multiple conversations about this. And he's like, I really want this to impact families. I want this to help change Christian lives. How cheap can we make it and, and stay in the black? So that's really what we're doing. Yeah. And I want to give just a quick word to our, our listeners today, Netflix, Amazon, all of these things are more expensive than this. All the trash yeah. that we consume on all of these other sites that we're right. we're signed into, Disney Plus, HBO, all these things. Read a book, listen to a to a summary of a book and learn something for cheaper. You know, like it makes no right. like why would I trade that for trash on the TV? You know? It makes so much more sense. One of the things that we think you can do is with this sort of uh with the features that we have and the flexibility is that while you're washing dishes and packing your kids lunch in the morning you could you could get all the way through a a book essentially you get all the main ideas of a whatever book you prayer book a book on prayer a book on missions a book on how to read the bible more efficiently or or, or more intelligently uh books about financial well-being so we have 23 categories so we cover everything from uh, let's got a little list here of just the categories i can't keep them all in my head there's so many but we have christian living and personal growth uh we have encouragement, inspiration. Some of our more popular authors are like that. Bible studies, books on prayer, marriage. I think those are really crucial. I mean, how many guys, Dallas, do you know who are willing to read a whole book on marriage and talk about it with their wife? Yeah. And, and wives yeah, know that, yeah. right? Wives know yeah. that guys, he's not going to do it. But what you can do is put headphones on him on his way to work and say, listen to this summary. It's 20 minutes. Some of them are shorter, 20 minutes. And when you come home in the evening, let's just talk about it. I mean, it can really, be, or just set him down. So some guys come home from work, right? They're tired. Put the animated video. It's a little cartoon. And for in a minute and a half, he'll hear a great, a great Christian book about relationships within marriage or parenting uh, or something like that. And then you can, it's a conversation starter. Here's the main ideas. Let's talk about it. So we've got books on marriage. Um, we've got some wonderful books on some of the hot button social issues that are plaguing the church today. So uh, the woke ideology and racism, mm -hmm. and these are not easy issues to, to work through. Uh, they're very, they're complicated when you get down practically. So we give a variety of Christian perspectives on racism and um, sort of race relations in America. And they're all from born again Christians, but they don't all have the same message. And you can actually hear the other side for a moment, and then you can hear your side with the arguments. Uh, we've got that. We've got um, books. I think these are some of the more important for for Christian Christian parents who have kids who are coming to them and say, "Hey, uh, mom, I, I'm not a girl anymore. I'm yeah. identify as a boy now." Or a teenage guy, and he goes off to college, and he comes home and says, "You know, mom, I'm gay." So mm -hmm. parents they love their kids, and they know what Scripture teaches, but they don't always know how to articulate like why it's wrong other than just to say the Bible says, but there's actually like really good, well thought out Christian responses to these hot topic issues. Uh, mm -hmm. There's also very good practical advice for when someone's in a situation like that, like how do you respond when your child or when a church member tells you this? I was, I was talking to a friend of mine uh, just this week uh, from a, uh, a conservative church. Um, and he said, 
that they had teens coming forward that were telling the leaders, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm homosexual now. And the church leader said, well, I think it's better if you don't come to church anymore. That was the answer. That That's was the, the answer. Wrong answer. And, and part of this is that these Christian leaders, they've they, they been formulated in such a way they don't have, and a lot of parents, they haven't been able to think through the issues, and they don't have time to read a 200-page book about homosexuality mm-hmm. and the, and the mm-hmm. Bible. So what we give you is five or six or ten books on LGBTQ issues. We give you biographies of people who struggled with the issue and came through the other side and said, now I'm a believer. We give you, we give you very well-thought-out, well-articulated, caring, loving books about trans identity. Like, what mm-hmm. does it even mean? A lot of Christian parents, they don't even know how to what the, di- what the term, terms mean, like the difference between trans and gay. And, and a lot of these terms, they have, they have no concept. So in 20 minutes— you can listen to a book and in a week you can cover 10 of these books and you can kind of be a little mini expert as long as you don't get cocky about it a mini expert on the various christian responses to this issue and you can then have a, an intelligent thoughtful conversation with someone uh about what the bible teaches and what how christian churches should respond to this issue mm-hmm. um and there's there's listen there's some great titles out there one of them the the, the title of the book is people to be loved and why homosexuality is not just an issue or a problem. Uh, so, so you know, we've got to we've got to help teach Christians. And frankly, and I think Dallas, you uh, you'll see this. Frankly, a lot of pastors are not equipped to spend a lot of time on this. They can preach what the Bible says, but then how do we apply that in very concrete situations? Very complicated, painful, and situations. always changing. Like it's changing. There's a different conversation yes. every day. You know, so we don't That's have time true. to. <laughs> To to learn everything, the new terms, the new we don't right. have time. And this and this, you know, an app like this can get you up to speed. That's what we're, you know, I, we're trying to. I'm not good at coming up with jingles, but one of one of the little one of the little you know phrases I, I I feel like Holy Reads does. You could say get up to speed with Holy Reads, because it will get you up to speed in a way. That pastors obviously I think should use it, but I I think the average Christian would be would just be blown away at the improvement that they that they saw. But you know, we the, the books go on and on. We've got books about spiritual warfare, books for men, books for women, books for missions. Um, some of my favorite books are on church growth, not in the sense of like how how can we increase the church attendance, but how do we grow as a church? Mm-hmm. And there are wonderful case studies done by one of them. The title is uh, "Autopsy of a Deceased Church," like how do churches die? And it's mm-hmm. eye opening, having been in a lot of churches, some of whom eventually died having been in a lot of churches to see like what makes a church grow when people look back and kind of study study paradigms of churches so these are the kind of things that that we feel like and i think it's just obvious if you just spend 20 minutes a day you can cover a book a day and then you can greatly increase your understanding of not just the bible although that's Mm -hmm. certainly true but like how do we apply the bible in modern life because it's so complicated we need help you know, and we need to be able to know how to articulate what we believe in a way that makes sense to culture. One book a day. So is there a limitation on how many you can watch per day no. or you can just consume no. as many well, as you want? You can consume as many as you want uh, if you're a subscriber. Now, we do offer a free trial, and the free trial lasts, uh, I believe it's three days. And there's a limit on how many you can do per day when you're in trial mode. Well, um, I just signed up but, for the trial, so I got to end this interview quick <laughs> so I can get started on my three days here. Yeah, there's 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 five. I think it's five per day, five summers per day you can use on the free trial. But then after that, if you sign up as a paid subscriber, then you have unlimited access to 
close to 800 summaries and they're growing mm-hmm. one per day. Uh, and you know, there's other things we do on there too. We have a devotional, a daily devotional. We have curated lists. So if you're interested in a topic, give me a topic. I mean, something you're interested in, maybe missions. You might be mm-hmm. mis- interested in that. Right now, definitely missions. <laughs> definitely missions. But so if you're if you're in missions and evangelism, let's just say, mm-hmm. we'll say here okay. are five great books on evangelism and missions. And uh, five great books on that. And we'll give you a, a little list, a little kind of annotated bibliography sort of, where we mm-hmm. tell you the author, we tell you in two paragraphs what the book's about. And that we do that for like five or six books. So we uh, we provide the curated lists. We have small group packets. This is where we take two summaries on a given theme, and we include with it a set of study guide questions, an introduction, a conclusion, an icebreaker, all of that. So if you're running a home group and you want to cover uh, if you want to cover the topic of like men, how to be a Christian man, you can give summaries out in 20 minutes. They can cover in 40 minutes. They can cover two or you can like if people don't read. I teach a Sunday school class and I always have people show up on Sunday morning that didn't read the assignment in about three or four minutes. You can show two videos, animated videos on those two books, and then you can have a an, a, an intelligent discussion about the ideas in those books. And, and I think it's critical because a, a lot of home group leaders and I've been a part of home groups for years. And they are always people who just love Jesus and want to help, but they're they're not as well trained as the pastor. So mm-hmm. what I keep running into in home groups is they're they're a little bit shy. They don't quite know how to answer questions. They're like, well, we could ask the pastor about that. Well, we can give these small group packets where you can take thorny issues and say, okay, how can we tackle this? And it, it'll give two book summaries, and the small group leader can use that in the small group uh, and really feel confident because they're they're reading the same summary everybody else is. And, and it gives questions, it gives, you know, conversation starter type of questions to trigger. So we, we, we've got all of those features uh, and we've got more coming. We're going to have summaries of Christian uh, news articles, uh, like things that are important to Christians, summary of other kind of important magazine and periodical articles. If somebody comes out with a really landmark article on something, we'll, we'll do a, just a couple paragraph summary of it. So we will have all of those kind of things. And the other thing, Dallas, is we want to reach the world with this app. And so next year, we're launching this app with all of its summaries in Spanish and Portuguese. And our plan after that is to move on to Mandarin and and Hindi and other major languages around the world. We, we want this app not just to be something for Americans. We want to target those countries at a, at a price they can afford so that we can give pastors and Christian leaders and Christians in those countries resources that they would otherwise never have access to. So this is our passion, and 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 we are the team. We're very passionate about this. This is not just a business. Uh, this is a calling. This is something we know can make a difference. And we're just begging and pleading people. Hey, you need to learn. You need to. You need to improve. Here's an easy, efficient way of doing that. Yeah. Thank you so much. I feel like we have a, a great understanding of HolyReads.com now. And I have signed up for my free trial. I want to encourage our audience sign up for your free trial, even as you're listening today. If you stop listening to our podcast and go directly to Holy Lead, Holy Reads and, and just stop listening to us and you start listening to them and what they offer, that's fine with me because it's it's an amazing, you're going to learn way more with Holy Reads than just our little old podcast here. So I want to thank you so much, Paul, for joining us today. Everything that you shared about your faith, about how this can help us in our personal walk with the Lord as well. Paul, if I can have you give us one overall thoughts, one overall theme for your time here today, what do you think that would be with us? I would say that Christians are faced with the 
with a unique challenge right now of bringing the gospel to our modern context with all its extremely complicated questions. Mm. I don't know if it's ever been more complicated to be a Christian. It's been more difficult to be a Christian. Christians have been persecuted, killed, burned at the stake. But the, but the questions were fairly simple, straightforward kind of issues, complicated issues, the terms that are thrown on, at us, uh, the way that society is tearing at, at the fabric of the family. It's a critical time in Christian history. And we want Christians to know that there's a help there. They have lots of questions. They don't even know where to look. And so what we want them to know is there's there's a lot of experts out there. Let us introduce you to 800 experts on 800 different issues and show you how you can learn. And, and there's going to be a new expert every day on Holy Reads. You'll come in and you'll find things that you're struggling with. A range of issues. I just barely scratched the surface with the problems that we think we think we can help you solve. I mean, it can be things like depression. It doesn't have to be some of the things we've talked. Depression, emotional life. Um, how do I increase my prayer life? All of these things. We can get you the experts in a nutshell, and then you can grow from those particular summaries, and then you can also figure out, okay, now what books do I want to read more deeply? And, and we believe that you will go on and find the books that really touch your heart and, and help you grow in the faith, that the, the, the kind of growth that the Lord wants for you. So God has appointed teachers in the church. We're here to show you who they are. Amazing. Wonderfully put, Paul. Thank you so much for your time. If I can have you end with a prayer, I would really appreciate it. Okay. Father, we come in the name of Jesus Christ, and I pray for the listeners today, wherever they're at, whatever they're struggling with, I pray you'd get them the help they need. I pray, Father, you would be a, a lamp to their feet and a light to their path. You would shine in the darkness. You would show them clearly how they can deal with the issues they're struggling with, how they can get help, get answers, how they can be victorious in Christ. Father, I pray you'd unlock those doors. I pray you'd clear their path and bring them a flourishing Christian life. In the name of Jesus, we ask and we believe this. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.